0: Gardeners, farmers, compost enthusiasts, and growers, welcome to The Healthy Garden, the show where soil is important and growing a healthier world is job one. Hello, you super healthy gardeners out there. I am jacked up for another episode of The Healthy Garden Podcast. We want to thank all of you loyal listeners and followers who are downloading us every week and keeping this podcast going. Believe it or not, we're at episode number 39. That is wonderful and amazing to Norma and I when we think about this being just a concept less than a year ago. Today, we are going to get into one of the great mysteries of organic gardening in our episode entitled... Compost tea made easy, the extraction. Compost tea is an anomaly. It is one of those things that if you haven't tried it, sounds ominous, strange, something that maybe one of my weirdo friends might try to do, but no, not me. Compost tea just isn't my thing. I don't think so. That is the perfect description of the look that I would get from people when I first started preaching the compost tea. I'd say to potential converts, you won't believe what compost tea will do to your garden. Your plants are going to love it. It'll change everything about the way you garden. And the best part, it's so simple, so natural, so easy. What do you think? I don't think so, was the top 10 reply. I'd go on. Have you ever tried it? No. Have you ever heard of it? Maybe. I think so. It's a great way to feed your plants and your soil at the same time. Doesn't that sound amazing? Yeah, maybe. I'd say, I don't get it. If it, yeah, maybe sounds amazing, then why wouldn't you try it? It sounds hard. Ah, it sounds hard. I don't know when things that were hard or maybe hard, or even if they were going to cause great and positive change became too hard for us. Maybe that's why soft is the opposite of hard. Maybe the world has gone soft, as in weak, which is the opposite of strong. Anywho, back to my compost tea convert. So, what if I told you it's really easy? All you need is a bucket and some water. And it's way better for you and your garden. And it's much safer. No toxins, no chemicals, no smell. Now... Are you willing to give it a shot? Uh, I don't think so. Did you just say, I don't think so? Okay, I get it. Keep using your chemical fertilizers from the big chem companies. Keep polluting your yard and the waterways around you. Keep killing the wildlife in your community. I get it. It's, it's not for you. Then I close them with this I gotta run. I got a pie in the oven. Then, as I turn to leave, I'd hear Did you say it was simple? Easy? It won't kill bees? I'd turn and say, That's what I said. It's simple. It's easy, and it won't harm the bees. Hey there, tea timers. I always say that compost tea is the greatest cheat for any garden, especially a true organic, healthy garden. Malibu Compost makes five compost teas for you. For plants, trees, and shrubs. For fruits, vegetables, and tomatoes. For flowering plants and roses. For houseplants. And for lawns, lawn seed, and sod. Get whichever tea you need or get all of them at your local independent nursery or grow shop, or from Malibu Compost online at www.malibucompost.com. My prescription for your garden? Get on those teas today. I started making and using compost teas years ago. One of the people who introduced me to biodynamic compost also introduced me to compost tea. We all have to have an introduction to this strange-sounding brew. No one in traditional gardening or conventional farming teaches using compost tea. So it has to be one of those word-of-mouth, sitting around the campfire types of tribal storytelling anecdotes for how someone began using it and the miraculous results they've seen. I have made all types of compost teas, and this is an area where making tea confuses a lot of gardeners. They have heard that you have to aerate it, you have to feed it, you have to bubble it, You have to do all kinds of weird stuff to make a good tea. Most of that has to do what we call actively aerated compost tea. Now, don't get me wrong. Norm and I have tea brewers and both have made plenty of AAC tea. But for the everyday home gardener and small urban farmer landscape, extractions are the way to go. Compost tea extractions are quick easy, simple, and in my opinion, are a form of biomimicry. Biomimicry is the design and production of materials, structures, and systems that are modeled on biological entities and processes. In other words, we're simulating nature. Here's how plants get nutrients in nature and why I say that compost tea extractions closely resembles what happens in nature. Leaves drop to the ground and accumulate, creating what is called leaf mold. Leaf mold is basically composted shade tree leaves. The natural process of this form of composting, both in nature and at home, is produced through a cooler and much slower fungal-driven process. Than thermophilic compost that are made through a heat-generating bacterially driven process. At home or on the urban farm, the decomposed leaf mold compost is an excellent additive to soil that can be mixed in during tillage or used as a surface mulch for no-till gardening. In our gardens, leaf mold, adds organic matter to the soil and is a natural soil conditioner that improves the water-holding capability of soil, while providing an excellent habitat for the soil's micro and macro organisms. So let's go back to the forest, to nature. The leaf mold builds up and breaks down as animals scurry across the forest floor, adding fecal matter to the decaying process and as the wind blows in broken pieces of twigs and branches to the forest floor, this is where the rain and moisture absorption comes into the picture and are key to this natural process of mineralization of organic matter by the microbes. For decomposition to occur, there must be moisture. Leaf mold is a perfect moisture catcher in terms of natural moisture that occurs in the forest from mist, fog, humidity, and rain. As the soil floor builds up with a broken-down organic matter, the microbes, the bacteria, the fungi, and the larger microorganisms release the nutrients stored in the leaves, animal manures, and other sources of organic matter for uptake into plants. When rains come, and either pool up or wash some of the naturally occurring compost on the forest floor, then nutrients are delivered to the rhizosphere, the roots for the plants to uptake the nutrients. In other more tropical rainforests, the process happens as the nutrients are literally washed to the roots that have adapted and are now growing above the ground. The point being that if forests can be fed this way, through the breakdown and extraction of nutrients by the natural biology and then delivered to the plants and trees of a forest through the soil and through the soaking of the nutrients into the ground, then obviously your garden, your small organic farm, your community garden plot also can certainly be fed this way too. Now, I don't expect you guys to just hang out while this naturally occurring leaf mold decomposition occurs and wait for the miracle. And it is a miracle of creation to see how this planet grows naturally. But to look at ways to incorporate this form of biomimicry into your garden and grows. I've had thousands of people convert from using chemical and synthetic fertilization to using compost tea extractions with amazing success. Once the gardeners that I've turned onto the tea see how quickly their plants respond to it, they are hooked. Nothing that I've ever used in my garden or on the farms and landscapes that I've consulted on has ever done the job of a good compost tea extraction. Compost tea extractions are revolutionary. They are a quintessential part of the true organic revolution which reminds me of another revolution and another tea party. On December 16th, 1773, no, I wasn't there, several dozen men dressed as Mohawk Indians boarded three ships owned by the East India Company. They took 340 chests of tea from the cargo hold and dumped them into Boston Harbor. The Tea Act of 1773 led to the Patriots, the Sons of Liberty, to destroy the tea that night after the British government lowered a previous tax. That's right, they lowered a tax. This was unacceptable for this reason. Taxes are bad enough, but the rate of taxation was not ultimately the issue. Instead, it was the colonists' belief that they were living under an arbitrary an increasingly authoritarian government, that their pleas for change would be effectively ignored. Does that sound familiar, guys? Does that sound like our world today, possibly? The American colonies, who were self-ruled much of the time, believed that the actions of the British government was verging on tyranny. Mm -hmm. Edmund Burke, a wise statesman, implored parliament and king george iii's ministry to accommodate the colonists' fears but the british government tightened the screws making a confrontation inevitable in the winter of 1773 the colonists refused to let ships that brought tea owned by the east india company to be unloaded for sale in the city Apparently, the colonists had been negotiating to have the ships filled with tea sent back to England rather than force a confrontation. But British law mandated that the duties on the tea must be paid within 20 days, or authorities would seize the ships and sell the items. One of the ship owners, Francis Roch, begged the crown-appointed governor of Massachusetts To let him sail back to England, but the governor refused. Roch returned to Boston on the evening of December 26, 1773. He delivered the news to Boston's Committee of Correspondence that his request had been rejected by the governor, and now the die was cast. The Sons of Liberty were very careful as they planned their protest, and although they were against the arbitrary tax, They wanted to make sure that no ship owner or the city of Boston was harmed by the actions that they were about to take. They were to conduct themselves in as orderly a fashion as possible. Samuel Adams, no, not the beer guy, but one of the leaders of the Sons of Liberty, insisted that the protest occur with the least injury to the vessels or any other property. Wouldn't that be nice if that was the situation today, that we have these protesters who are protesting, they have the right to protest, but it goes beyond that because they're they're destroying, there's groups inside the protest that are destroying things, and that's not okay. That isn't decorum, that isn't taking care of things correctly, taking care of your fellow man and your fellow citizen correctly. These guys, before they even did this, had that conversation to make sure that no one else was harmed, no businesses were harmed, no ships were harmed. The Sons of Liberty even replaced a padlock that they broke to get to the T and replaced it the next day. George Washington and Benjamin Franklin, they weren't happy with this. They didn't approve of the property destruction. They had hoped that a lawful resolution was possible despite their opposition to the British government's actions in general. The Boston Tea Party was an act of rebellion from a colony revolting against the use of arbitrary power, which the Declaration of Independence later explicitly cited as the reason for the colonies to separate from England. And I believe that the benefits and the health and safety of using a compost tea extraction in your garden is enough to revolt against Big Chem and become another independent gardener who has taken the arbitrary control of your garden back from these monsters.
1: Vamos hoy, los carteles, las campañas electorales. Rom, 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 vamos hoy, en el camino, las campañas electorales. Hi, it's Norma, Biological Farmer and Producer of the Healthy Garden Podcast. When I first learned about compost tea, I was in a permaculture course and one of the guest speakers was Elaine Ingham. She talked about how to create an aerated compost tea brew and said to brew it in a compost tea brewer for 24 hours and 36 hours if it was cold. So I did. I bought two 5-gallon compost tea brewers and brewed the tea in my small kitchen apartment at the time. Luckily the neighbors didn't complain because it was super loud. But one day I ran out of a compost that I was using in my tea and I needed a substitute for my client's tea the following day. So I called up Malibu Compost and they told me that I can use their compost tea bags and that I didn't need to aerate them. I could just drop the tea bag into a five gallon bucket, squeeze it in the next morning, stir the tea, then pour it at the base of the plants or use it as a foliar. And I remembered that Elaine spoke about extracts too. So that day I picked up their booze brew compost tea for plants, trees, and shrubs and did exactly that. I noticed a difference overnight. The plants were stronger and more vigorous than ever before. I use them everywhere in my garden now because Malibu Compost has compost tea for fruits, vegetables, and tomatoes, compost tea for roses and flowering plants, and compost tea for houseplants, and compost tea for lawns. If you want to try their compost tea, go to malibucompost.com to get your bag of four teas today. Thank you.
0: I love rebellion. I've always been rebellious. One of my favorite films ever is Rebel Without a Cause. It was brilliant. It's actually, I think, very appropriate for today. Troubled, emotionally confused teens with so much angst about their lives and their parents and the mores of the times don't know what to do with themselves. The performances are over the top and remind us of the clips that you can see any night on the news in America and actually across the globe today. People are messed up and angry and they have nowhere to put it but at somebody, anybody, and nobody wants to look at themselves or their part of the deal. The F word has become the rant of the day. F you. Leave. You don't belong here, you effing racist. F you. Does that sound very intelligent? Does that sound like something you really want to build the new world order around? I wish everyone would watch James Dean's performance because he was way over the top. I wish that people would do that and then grab some very old history books from the 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s and read them. Get a sense of what history actually is and what it might mean. Like the history of chemical fertilization that we've spoken about on this show often. If you don't know history, you don't know yourself or the world around you. And that's my opinion. I don't care if you are growing roses, fruit trees, veggies, palm trees, whatever. There is almost nothing besides your air plants, cactus, and succulents that couldn't use a good spot of tea. Plants are plants. Soil is soil. The bacteria that are in soil and are breaking down organic matter have been with us for millennia and are the root of life on this planet. The complexity of the soil begins there and grows with the actinomycetes, the fungi, the protozoa. They are almost as old as the planet and at the core of building soil structure and feeding the plants that ultimately cover the entire earth. The best way to feed and grow the earth and plants in your garden is to follow the path of nature, to create Food sources for the soil of our prized roses, our veggies, through biology, just as God intended. Does anybody really think that growing a garden through chemistry is a good idea? I mean, of course there are science aficionados and believers of only science that would say, yeah, But I mean, do any of us, the organic gardeners, and the farmers really believe in our guts that there is anything really to be gained by using chemical fertilizers? Of course not. We wanna start incorporating compost tea with frequency in the garden. We are going to use compost tea in concert with our composting practices to become 100% biological farmers and gardeners. We are going to do this simply and easily to take the most stress off of us and off our gardens, our soil and our plants. Okay, let's do this. The first thing we're gonna do is make a compost tea extraction. Let's look at an extraction like making a tea at home with a couple of caveats. First, we are making a compost tea Do not drink unless you become a plant. And second, this takes cool, normal temp water to make in a bucket. Do not boil or heat the water. This may sound odd, but I have to tell you, there was a woman who called Malibu Compost to ask them if she needed to add honey to the tea. She said that she was about to take the kettle off of the stove and wanted to know how long to steep And should she add honey to the brew? Say what? Fortunately for her, the crack staff at our sponsor, Malibu Compost, got a hold of her before she drank the tea. And no, she wasn't a plant. Plants don't leave messages on answering machines. At least none of mine do. Yet. Apparently, this lady had gotten a sleeve of Malibu compost tea for flowering plants and roses as a Christmas present, and she was about to make herself a little pot of tea that she would never have forgotten. And I mean never. Mariachis, please! So you see... Never underestimate reading, reading in capital, the instructions or following the steps that we give you here on the show. Let's make a compost tea extraction. Here are your steps. One, either get the pre-filled tea bags from Malibu Compost or make your own little quarter pound sachets of finely screened and mostly dried true organic farm-made and non-GMO compost. You can add a little kelp and worm castings if you'd like. I'm, gi- I'm not giving any actual recipes as this is a learn as you fly program. <laughs> I love that. Learn as you fly, which means maybe you'll crash and maybe you'll soar, but you'll learn. I will tell you that I don't make my own tea bags ever anymore. I buy mine from Malibu Compost way easier. Number two, fill up a five gallon bucket to about four and a half gallons and let the water off gas for several hours in the garage or under a shade structure. This will get rid of much of the chlorine in your water if you have chlorine. If you have chloramine, don't worry, the humic acid in the compost will bind it and make it inert. Number three, drop your tea bag into the bucket of water. Dunk it in the water Give it several squeezes to absorb the moisture and start to extract a little of the compost into the bucket of water. The tea bag should start to sink into the bottom of your bucket. Number four, let it soak. This is the extraction part of the compost tea extraction process. We recommend an overnight soaking of eight to ten hours. There is plenty of food in the compost for the microbes so you don't need to add anything for this type of application. Number five, in the morning, which is when we recommend using your compost tea extraction in the garden, give another few good hard squeezes and then stir the extraction for a few minutes, going one way with your stirring and then reversing the other way. This represents the random molecular chaos of the world and is another good way to get some oxygen into the tea and to activate those microbes that are about to enter your soil. Number six, fill up a watering can for your veggie or container garden and drench. A drench is equal to one normal watering. Your beds or pots trying to get your tea into the soil. If it gets on the leaves, it won't hurt, so don't worry. If you are drenching trees, you can do that from your bucket. Same thing, a normal watering. This is a good point to let you know that the normal watering part of the steps will let you know and teach you how much tea you need. For me, if I'm doing my two raised beds, for example, four by eights, I will make two five-gallon buckets of tea. If I'm doing four mature fruit trees, I make two buckets of compost tea. Number seven. To use as a foliar spray, you can fill up your clean sprayer. Do not put compost tea into a sprayer that you have used for any kind of chemical or even, in quotes, organic pesticide or fungicide. This could kill the microbes. Get a clean, new half-gallon-to-gallon sprayer so that everything is groovy to your microbes. Then, if you have a large garden or landscape area to spray, use your sprayer, to give it a strong, good covering with the wand of your sprayer, moving it up and down so that you also get the undersides of the leaves and the stems and the branches of the plants. This is a great way to perk up a garden that looks tired and cranky. The plants will absorb the tea through their leaves, and this will help revitalize them. Foliar feeding pick-me-ups do not replace drenching. Drenches feed your soil and your plants. Foliar feeding does not. Number eight. If you are having any type of fungal issue, powdery mildew for example, then spray the affected plants top to bottom with compost tea. Again, do your spraying always in the morning. You may have to do this application several times to get rid of the issue, which is fine because the compost tea extraction will not harm your plants. Number nine, you want to give everything a good washing after each compost tea extraction that you make. Hose out your bucket. And hose out your sprayer really well. Remember, we're dealing with living, breathing microbes here. And you don't want to get them stuck in areas of your sprayer where they can go anaerobic. Ten, the last step is frequency. We want you to feed your flowering plants and roses once a month with tea during their growing and flowering cycle. An example would be for roses. Drench them after pruning and then once they leaf out. Start feeding them once a month all the way until it looks like the first frost or cold weather in the fall or early winter is coming. With veggies, every three weeks you will want to drench all of your veggies. For fruit trees, give them a good compost tea extraction in the spring and then again at any point that you would normally fertilize them. Forget the fertilizer, but do not forget to compost them. The combo of tea and compost will generally be enough to feed your fruit trees. For the rest of the landscape, compost tea at least once a season. Again, you need to compost tea every spring and fall, and in some spots summer. Lastly, lawn care. Yes, lawn. Compost tea every five to six weeks and when the lawn needs a greening up. Doing this and composting heavy every spring and fall will give you the springboard to a great, safe, and environmentally sound lawn. Growing a true organic lawn will create the best natural worm field that you have ever seen. So that's it, gardeners. Follow the 10 steps, be a gardening revolutionary, and keep trudging down that road of happy and healthy gardening. Teas are one of the top protocols in all of my gardens. It's always tea time at my house. For nothing could be simpler. Nothing could be easier. Nothing could be better for you or for your garden or for the world than compost tea made easy. The Extraction.
1: That concludes this episode of the Healthy Garden Podcast. Please post your questions on the Healthy Garden Podcast pages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Join us next week to learn more about how you can free yourself from the chemical and synthetic trap that's been set to keep you from growing a true organic and healthy garden. Until then, happy and healthy gardening.